deep in the heart of Central Texas, it's the Best of the Outdoors podcast, brought to you by Texas Fish and Game Magazine, the voice of the Texas outdoor nation. I am your humble host, Dustin Vaughn Warnke, author, outdoor writer, videographer, speaker, blogger, and podcaster, and I'm so excited that you have taken the opportunity to download our show or stream it online. However you are listening, thank you so much for doing so. Well, we're back with a new show this week, and I'm really excited to have on me as your uh, host of the show, because I had a guest lined up, and you'll get to hear from him in a couple of weeks. We'll set up and do another show together, Um, but we basically had some scheduling conflicts. We were going to record one day, and and it just didn't work out, and uh, so we'll... We'll have him on the show this next time. I'll keep him a mysterious secret for now because he's a really cool guest that I've worked with for many years around hog hunting and uh, specialty pistols and things like that. And we'll have him on the show, uh, probably the next show or the next couple of shows, we'll have him on. And I'm really excited about that. So a couple of housekeeping things before we get into our content section of the podcast. Our website is fishgame.com if you want to check that out. And uh, we have a lot of outdoor news. We also have a newsletter. And the newsletter has three different days to it. Tuesday is Tactical Tuesday for the newsletter if you sign up. Wednesday is Wildlife Wednesday. Chester Moore does that. And uh, Tactical Tuesday is done by a group of our tactical and practical writers that we have online at fishgame.com. There, some of them double like I do that write for the magazine, but some of them are just online only. And then Chester obviously is our editor in chief. He does the Wildlife Journalist, uh, which is a new blog that he just started. And um, we also have a big Thursday newsletter, which is called the State of the Outdoor Nation, the State of the Texas Outdoor Nation newsletter. That's a big one. That goes out to almost 47,000 people uh, on a, on a uh, Thursday basis. And then the other ones come on Tuesday and Wednesday. So if you're not plugged into those newsletters yet, for sure. We've got national news we cover. We have Texas Outdoor Nation news we cover. Uh, just a lot of good information there. So... Before we get any further, I wanted to give a couple of words about a few sponsors that we have, or a couple of sponsors that we have, and uh, the first one I wanted to talk about was Skullhooker. Um, I am a big fan of this company. I ran into these guys at uh, SHOT Show a couple of years ago when I first started working for the magazine full-time, and they have a really unique, neat, awesome mounting system for your European mounts, which we do a lot of them here in Texas, as you know. Uh, a lot of skull mounts uh, are also known as Euro mounts that uh, that we do boil out skulls and have some fun doing that, or have it done professionally by a taxidermist, and that costs a hundred to you know uh, one hundred and fifty dollars or so, depending on the size of the animal. Sometimes over two hundred dollars, depending on where you get it done and what kind of animal you're having boiled out. But uh, displaying the head of our game, if it's not uh, in a shoulder mount, a European mount, or a horn mount, is a great way to showcase that. And uh, what Skullhooker has done is made these cool mounting brackets. They have the little hooker and the big hooker for big and small game. They mount on the wall. They look very elegant, very attractive. And they also have a neat, um, you know, bracket that swivels to the left or to the right. So if you want to turn a, uh, a skull, you know, towards a door or away from a wall or anything like that, you have that possibility or show off your mount if you are, you know, close to it. Uh, you can swivel that, uh, that mount backwards and forward or just left to right. 
and um, and it really, really looks good. So there's the little hooker and the big hooker. The new product they came out with recently is the bone bracket. They have one for a larger or small uh, bone, whether you have an elk or a bison skull or anything like that that's large. They have an XXL bone bracket, and then they have a regular-sized bone bracket for deer or axis or, or uh, white-tailed deer or any kind of um, game like that. And I'm a really big fan of the bone bracket. I think they look beautiful. They have a skull cap, and they also have a table hooker. And um, the table hooker is really cool. It's about $59.99 on their website. They have a really neat um, base, really elegant base like they do for the wall mount. But you can mount this on a table and uh, put your skull in the um, – they have two different colors for it. And it's just a beautiful-looking mount. Um, for mounting your skulls and that's the company skull hooker you can check them out at skullhooker.com they have all that information there on uh, their website on how to get involved with them and order a skull hooker for your skull mount or your european mount and uh, i highly recommend these guys they're a great group of guys to work with um and the other stuff that i do with the magazine and uh just a great company overall just really elegant and cool way to showcase your european mounts or your skull mounts Okay, other sponsor we have for this episode is Joshua Creek Ranch. And you can check these guys out at joshuacreek.com. I'll put them and Skullhooker both in the show notes. But Joshua Creek, I first was introduced to by my work with Camp Agape, which is a Christian bereavement camp for kids that I work with. And uh, I really enjoy going out there and doing the sporting clay events that we've done. We're not having one this year. We've had one the last two years. It is the most beautiful Texas hill country ranch you could ever possibly imagine. They have great food. They have great lodging. They have great upland bird hunts, uh, pheasant, duck, dove. Um, I've seen quail and all kinds of different upland birds there. And um, just really a beautiful place. Uh, really in the heart of, of Texas Hill Country. That is in Bernie, Texas. And uh, they're an Orvis Indoor Swing Shooting Lodge as well as a Beretta Lodge. Aside from sporting clays and all the different things that they have there at the at the ranch aside from hunting joshua creek also offers some big game hunting for uh axis deer white-tailed deer and then they offer turkey hunting as well and they've got great packages for both that include lodging and guides and uh, all that that comes with a hunting trip with an outfitter like this or a guide service like this um beautiful lodge I, I can't say enough about this place it's absolutely amazing joshua creek offers what they claim is the best free-ranging axis deer hunting in the world they have uh fully guided deer hunts or semi-guided deer hunts they've got turkey hunts i mean this is just a great place to to get especially if you're interested in a free-range axis deer hunt which you can find in texas but they're not in an abundance most of the axis hunts you'll find are going to be on high fence ranches and uh, places like that but to find a really good population of free-ranging axis like they've got there is absolutely incredible and uh this is i just can't say enough about this place it's beautiful uh so joshuacreek.com i'll put that in the show notes as well and you can check out all their different reservations packages and uh, give them a call and book a trip with them even if it's a sporting clay trip or an upland bird trip they're open year-round and they've got really generous seasons on uh, their their wing shooting things. Also sign up for their newsletter because they've got a really cool newsletter that comes out on a regular basis and tells you all kinds of different specials and things that they run. Really a big fan of Joshua Creek Ranch. So on to the content of our show. I mentioned previously that um, 
I had a guest scheduled for this week, but we're going to have him on a future show. I have instead Dustin's Mad Minutes for you, and that is um, my little contribution to the show that comes from my video work that I do, which you can check out at dustinsprojects.com. I also have an interview that I did with um, with Chester Moore, our editor-in-chief with Texas Fishing Game Magazine, on More Outdoors, which is his uh, radio show that he does, live radio show which he does on KLVI AM, which is a station that broadcasts out of Beaumont. And uh, he's a great guy. He's a great radio host. He really is. He had me on a show, and you can check out that at DustinsProjects.com. I have the embedded player on there that has the podcast of our show. Uh, I was on for three of four segments, so I was on for three quarters of the show and uh, talked about exotics and bow fishing and other two things that are really near and dear to my heart. On this show, I wanted to talk about the basic way that we approach hunting in Texas for the off season because we're in the off season now. You know, MLD permit season ended in late uh, February. And uh, so a lot of people are kind of twiddling their thumbs. We're in the middle of turkey season right now, but if you're not a turkey hunter, which I am, and I definitely will try to get out. I've just had a lot of things scheduled this last couple of of months. Couldn't get out and get a turkey opening weekend um, because it was raining. (laughs) And uh, I've had Easter and uh, Crosswater Outfitters uh, uh, men's... um, uh, event and, and all kinds of other different things going on this month. And so I plan on the last weekend of the season to get out and hopefully get a turkey. But uh, aside from that, we have exotic that opportunities that, that happen all year round. And uh, Texas is very rich for that heritage of exotics. That originally started with some big ranches back in the uh, early 1900s and mid-1900s that were bringing exotics over here. Uh, from different countries and different areas and uh, Texas is really like the exotic paradise now of of hunting because there's so many different opportunities that you have for hunting exotics here in the state and uh, unlike a lot of other countries or a lot of other states even especially the western United States you got to draw a tag to hunt an oryx you've got to draw a tag to hunt an elk uh you've got to draw a tag you know to hunt just about anything in a lot of states in the eastern united states you get your deer tags and your uh, turkey tags here in texas you get the same thing for your white-tailed deer your turkey or your mule deer or whatever the case may be in west texas but you know uh, the nice thing about us here in this our state is that you don't have to draw a tag to hunt an oryx you don't have to draw a tag to hunt an elk or any kind of other you know and an elk is an exotic can you believe that i mean that's pretty amazing so um there's just a lot of different opportunities that i wanted to talk about today in texas that uh, i think a lot of folks should take um you know stock of especially if you're looking to fill the freezer or you didn't have a good deer season or whatever the case may be you know in uh in our normal hunting times this is just a great opportunity to get out there and enjoy your time with your family it's a great time to get out there and enjoy your time with your kids um great time to take a kid hunting on his first hunt and i'll i'll talk about that in a minute like chester and i did on his show um, one of the first exotics, and a lot of people don't even consider this exotic, they consider it a, a nuisance, and that's the wild hog that we have here in Texas, or feral hog, feral pigs. And uh, one ranch that I work with, DB Hunting Ranch, here in Central Texas, where I live, uh, it's about 30 minutes away from where my house is, and my little home office where I record this podcast is, um, you know, it, it's only about $195 for a guaranteed um, shot opportunity hunt. 
for uh, for a pig, and um, they're a great way to to test out your deer hunting equipment. They're a great way to take a kid on his first hunt. Um, you know, pigs are tough, but if you use the right caliber and put the right shot placement on there, there's there's definitely a really good opportunity there to. Um, to to harvest some meat for the freezer and i just recently had easter over at our house between this time and the last pot when the last podcast aired and uh we had some wild boar or actually it was it was a uh, wild sow i should say it was a uh female hog that i had shot um with my air gun with that air force texan air gun that i own um back in december of this last year and uh, it was a great hog. I mean, it was a nice, big, fat hog. And um, she had really nice, big, round back straps. So I basically took, and this is a pretty simple recipe, if you do anything for, you know, deer or or any kind of really lean, exotic animal, um, such as a hog. Um, but basically, just took the meat, uh, trimmed off the sinew, and trimmed off the, the silver skin, as they call it. Uh, which comes on a deer or a hog or just about any animal that has a back strap and um, trimmed that out and wrapped it in bacon. First of all, before I wrapped it in bacon, I sprinkled it with Texjoy, which is my favorite seasoning of all time is Texjoy. They're out of East Texas. You can't find them in a lot of other parts of Texas, but you can find them in East Texas. You can order online. I think their website is Texjoy.com. But uh, they have a barbecue seasoning and a um, rib rub and all kinds of different uh, seasonings that they have. And I used a barbecue seasoning for basically um, dusting, you know, this backstrap uh, with, with that dry rub, turning it over, dusting the other side, wrapping it in bacon and dusting the bacon with some of the, uh, some of the uh, seasoning. And then poured the uh, Italian dressing, just regular Italian dressing like you would buy at HEB or wherever you go shopping. Uh, in there and put that in foil and put that in a roasting pan and took and went and um, uh, put that in the oven for about two hours at 325 to 300 degrees about 325 is what I what I put it in for a couple hours that meat was so good I didn't even get a piece of it I ate last and everybody else came in there and I actually I did have one piece I should say that I did have one piece of it but it was absolutely incredible so that's just goes to show you that there's great opportunities for um, for meat harvest, you know, in the off season, and that was at the end of deer season. I harvested that hog, and uh, we ate her here this Easter holiday. Uh, we ate this back straps, and I still have the quarters. I gave a quarter to a friend of mine that likes to make all kinds of fancy ham and and uh, fancy meat out of uh, out of uh, uh, feral hog quarters. But they're a great opportunity for meat, you know, uh, in the off season, and they're not very expensive to go forth and do that with. So definitely wanted to mention wild hogs. Uh, best caliber, I mean, there's all kinds of different calibers you can hunt wild hogs with. I personally use an air gun like my uh, Air Force Texan, or uh, you can use a muzzleloader, you can use a, a firearm, a rifle, you can use a shotgun um, with slugs. I don't recommend buckshot for that reason, uh, just simply because... Um, uh, it's just not the best idea for uh, for making an ethical kill on a hog, but I know some guys have used buckshot for for for, for uh, especially nuisance hogs. But you go to a hunting ranch, place like uh, DB Hunting Ranch, you want to definitely take a, a rifle that you're that you're confident of, even if it's a muzzle loader or anything like that. And I've got a bunch of pictures that I put on Danny's website at DB Hunting Ranch. Um, I'll have him on the show one of these days, I promise. <laughs> He's a wealth of knowledge about hunting. And um, But wild hogs, definitely a good exotic to 
uh, harvest and take home in the freezer. But oh, and the other thing I forgot to mention for wild hogs, you can do hog dog hunts, you can do a uh, bow hunt. And one of the best things I recommend for archery hunting is uh, Bowtech, which is a company that's come on board with Texas Fishing Game. We're doing a couple of engagements with them. Uh, they make an awesome bow. And also, um, wanted to mention Diamond Archery, which is one of the Bowtech brands. They make a great bow fishing bow called the Diamond Sonar. And we'll talk about that in another episode. Um, but you can do a hog dog hunt with a knife and a dog, a group of dogs. I've done plenty of those. I've got a picture of that on uh, my website somewhere. Um, those are basically $200 for a two person minimum at DB hunt and ranch. Um, that's a great place to, uh, to do a hog dog hunt. Um, but what I mainly wanted to talk about as far as exotics go is, uh, some of the other different exotic deer that you can get into. When I was on Chester show, I accidentally called a black buck antelope of the deer family, which was a brain fart. And I apologize for that after the show. But, um, you have your, your basic family of exotic deer. That would be the axis bucks, which are from India, the axis deer. You have the fallow bucks, which are from Europe. Uh, you have the psycho bucks, Manchurian psycho and Dabowski psycho bucks. Uh, and they're deer, they're in the deer family. These all have antlers that fall off in the, uh, in, in certain times of the year. And, um, they're great opportunities for, uh, for year round hunting because they, um, they, they just make their incredible meat. Axis especially is great meat, but, uh, a fallow and a psycho is nothing to shake a stick at either. It tastes better than whitetail in my humble opinion. Um, so you have axis deer, fallow deer, psycho deer. Um, those basically range in prices from $450 for a doe. Uh, these days, exotic prices didn't used to be that high years ago, but most of the ranches you go to that have high fence, um, properties, they're having to buy these animals and bring them in for you to shoot. And it's not a can hunt or anything like that. A lot of people poo poo high fence hunting. It basically keeps them from jumping out of that hunting enclosure. And that's a very important reason for having high fences. Uh, for exotics, most people don't have an issue with it. I get an argument sometimes online with people that have issues with the exotic hunting even, you know, and think that it's taken away from, um, you know, regular whitetail deer hunting, but it's really not. A lot of these animals co-mingle with each other. And I've seen that being the case at DB hunting ranch, the years that I've worked around there. And that's been over 10 years now. Um, but, uh, psycho bucks, fallow bucks, axis bucks, great horns on all those. And also, uh, fantastic meat and, uh, great, uh, European mounts or shoulder mounts to remember your hunt by. And then the does, if you're just looking for meat, they start around $450, $500 for, uh, for a doe hunt, but you usually get a decent amount of, of meat. And that brings up the red stag and the red deer hind or the, the female of the, of the red deer family. And, uh, that is the, uh, uh, it's kind of like a European elk, I guess. I've got a stag here on my wall that I've talked about before. He, his, uh, horns are pretty unique, which is one reason why I shot him, um, at DB hunting ranch. And I really enjoyed my hunt. It took me four days to get on him and get a quality shot. Um, but I shot him in the off season. I'm pretty sure if I remember five years ago, <laughs> very well, but, uh, red stag, you've got red deer hinds. They're around 750, $850. They're three times the size of a white tail doe. Um, and, uh, and are just a fantastic meat source. The red stag that I harvested and I've harvested some, uh, some other, uh, some other exotics like them, um, and, and elk cows and those kind of things, really good meat. And the red stag, really nice horns. They started about 1650 on most ranches. Um, and then you have your American Rocky Mountain elk. 
Um, bull elk hunts are, uh, very accessible in Texas. You don't need a tag for a bull elk hunt, um, or a cow elk. And that's very different from the Western United States. You can go and hunt a, uh, elk, uh, Rocky mountain elk, American elk, any time of the year as well. So, uh, and many people do. And, uh, elk cows are roughly a little bit larger than a red deer cow, uh, Rocky mountain elk cows are, and, um, you know, they're, they're going to yield you a good amount of meat for what you pay for. So I always consider back to the red deer hinds. I always consider the fact that, um, you have red deer hinds that are three times the size of a whitetail, a, um, elk hind, uh, rather a Rocky mountain elk hind that we would consider uh, an American elk. Uh, they're even bigger and, uh, they have a great meat yield, a great harvest, great kids first animal, you know, if he's going to hunt, uh, that's another good thing. So speaking of kids, this is one of the things I want to definitely bring up on this show, Ram hunts. Um, Thompson temple is well known for, and Chester and I talked about this on his show is well known for coming up with the Ram slam, the Texas slam, all the different Ram categories and names for Rams. We have black Hawaiian, we have Corsican Ram, we have Texas doll Ram, we have, um, uh, Barbado Rams and we have, um, desert painted Rams. Those are basically the five main categories that I understand as far as Rams go. And, um, the wall behind my office, I'm looking at them right now. I have a, um, a really nice, uh, Corsican Ram that I harvested at DB hunt ranch back in 2011. And then above my desk here, I have a, um, a Texas doll sheep, Texas doll Ram, uh, beautiful, uh, curl and a half on each of those beautiful mounts, uh, make great shoulder mounts. Also great, make great, um, European mounts for a kid's first hunt. Or if you're looking to just harvest something different, uh, another opportunity that we have in Texas that are free ranging or high fence is all dad sheep, also known as Barbary sheep. Uh, we have ewes, we have, um, we have the rams of the Audad sheep, and they're very prevalent in the West Texas area, free-ranging, or here in Central Texas and East Texas and places like that. They're on high-fence ranches, but they're a lot harder to hunt because they're very uh, wary, and they like mountains and, and high terrain and that kind of stuff, but they're a very uh, hard-fought exotic to get. Another opportunity I was going to mention along with the ram is the Catalina billy goat or the Catalina goat or Spanish goat is another name for the Catalina goat. But I believe Thompson Temple gave the name of Catalina goat to this goat species. And um, I've got one on my wall. I absolutely love it. He, um, I killed him back in 2009 right as my son was, um, was we were getting ready to expect our first child, our only child. Uh, Jackson and I remember that hunt so well because he was a hard animal to hunt he basically was very elusive um, took me a while I had to end up making a prone shot which I've never made on a hunt before um, but we we had a lot of fun on that hunt Jake Davis who used to work for DB hunting ranch he now works for uh, another ranch uh, he was my guide and he did a fantastic job on that hunt and I've got that shoulder mount in my office to remind me every time I come in to the office how much fun that hunt really was and that was a blast and um, really can't say enough about uh, Catalina goats. And so ram hunts typically start at about $300, $400, something like that, depending on the curl. And that's how the horns are measured. Uh, you also have uh, Catalina goats. They're measured by horns. They typically start around $450 at most ranches. Audad uh, ewes, which have horns as well as the uh, as well as the rams, they started about $450, and you pay a little bit more than that for the males, the uh, the rams of the of the species. 
And uh, also not to be forgotten is the black buck antelope. And uh, I accidentally, like I said earlier, called the black buck and the deer family on Chester's show, which is a big brain fart, but that's okay. Um, 18 inches um, is typically what's considered a trophy on a black buck. They have horns, not antlers. So their antlers, uh, I'm sorry, their horns do not fall off. And um, they just keep growing. And they're a very small... um, antelope in the antelope family um they're not a very large animal they yield fantastic meat i can't say enough about the meat that they that they yield uh i've had antelope before and uh had somebody that that was at the ranch one day that didn't want any uh of the meat and i took some of it home and it was phenomenal meat i mean little bitty antelope but uh fantastic native to india and as chester and i made the point on his show most of these exotics are more prevalent here in Texas that I just mentioned than they are in their home countries, uh, especially the Axis buck and or the Axis deer and the um, and for sure the black buck antelope. They are more prevalent here in Texas. We also have a lot of African exotics that are more um, uh, more prevalent here in the state of Texas than in other countries. Uh, and a couple of those, or a few of those rather, were put on special endangered list a couple of years ago, but they were taken off of the endangered list again and allowed to be hunted again because of hunting and because of conservation and because of these high fence ranches in our state. They exist in great numbers. And uh, that's a very good situation for us because we get to hunt animals like this free range with no tags, with just a hunting license, any time of the year, any limit, there's no limit, uh, any any amount of deer that we want to take. And uh, it's a fantastic opportunity. And they're also thriving in population because of hunting. And that's the one thing I wanted to definitely make the point of because a lot of times in Texas we get this bad reputation where, oh, y'all are just hunting and killing everything that you see. And, uh, you know, we get this wild, wild west mentality as some people put on us that um, – that, you know, we just shoot everything and we, you know, hunting's bad for the population. It's actually very good for the population. Uh, the more things are hunted here in Texas, I would argue, the more that, that opportunities exist for that animal to flourish and, uh, and be good. Because it, just like in Africa, if there's no value on that animal uh, in hunting, there's no value on that animal at all. And the animal goes close to extinction. So I definitely think that that's, uh, that's a good point to make. Um, also wanted to mention buffalo. Now, this is a a native game in a lot of states, and you have to have a tag or a license or um, some kind of special permit to hunt a buffalo. But um, here in Texas, they're considered an exotic, and they can be hunted year-round. Another thing that I'm interested in is a water buffalo, which is an Asiatic or Asian water buffalo. They're black. We always call them in the ranch world the uh, poor man's Cape buffalo because they resemble in some regard a Cape buffalo, especially the bigger males. Uh, have the horns that go out and curl up like a Cape Buffalo is, and they're black, but they're very similar as far as meat goes into bison or kind of a very lean beef. And uh, it's just a really good situation to be able to hunt those. They have a fantastic meat yield for the pricing, and uh, you'll pay, you know, um, $2,000 or more for a, a American bison or a buffalo hunt. Water buffaloes you can typically get for around $1,500 to $2,000 around, um, around the market these days as far as exotic ranches go to hunt. But African game, oh my goodness. We have so many African game you can hunt in Texas. Gimsbach, uh, Oryx, Scimitar Horn Oryx, Attics, Eland, Kudu, um, 
Gimsbach. I already mentioned Gimsbach. Sorry, um, but there's all kinds of different you know animals that you can um, harvest here in the, in the state of Texas without having to have a permit for it. You just have to have your regular hunting license. You can go on any ranch and and hunt them. They're not very expensive compared to going to africa and one animal that's recently become you know not really on my bucket list but i've i've paid more attention to is a watutsi and that's kind of like an african steer or an african cow that has really big horns it makes a long horn almost look small <laughs> because the horns come out and then straight uh, straight up and uh, they're a really interesting um, animal. Uh, they, they have a decent meat yield. They're about like shooting a cow, um, which sounds kind of silly when we talk about hunting. But uh, they, they're built much like a smallish cow, not like um, you know a black Angus cow or anything like that. They're just built like a steer. Um, and then the meat yield is not as much as you would think. I saw one at DB Wild Game Processing and um, Taxidermy the other day that uh, is also owned by Danny and Kelly Berry who own DB Hunting Ranch. And uh, it did not yield as much meat as I thought it initially would. But it it's absolutely incredible uh, animal to have for a mount. You know, even if you just do a shoulder mount or a, I'm sorry, even if you just do a European mount and uh, don't do a shoulder mount. Um, but even a shoulder mount, they're a beautiful creature. They're just, they're just incredible. But again, no season, no limit. Um, all you need is a hunting license to hunt any of these, which is absolutely fantastic. So... I definitely uh, consider uh, having a, a hunting ranch around your area, wherever you live, to be a good thing. Or if you're outside of Texas, come to Texas and hunt some of these things because we, we absolutely have a blast doing this stuff. Um, there's so many opportunities for off-season hunting because of the uh, abundance of animals that we have to harvest here in the state, which is great. Um, so I definitely thank you so much for listening. I don't want to run as long as I normally run with a guest on shows like this when I do Dustin's Mad Minutes. And again, the Dustin's Mad Minutes thing came up because I, um, I started this on video, just kind of my ranting, if you will, about a different, um, you know, subject and exotics are something I know quite a bit about because I work in the live sale industry with, uh, with exotics, which means bartering between ranches and, uh, and, uh, wholesalers and those kind of things i do that kind of stuff on the side as one of my side businesses and um but i i'm just amazed at the market on exotics they used to be really cheap you could shoot a exotic deer you know an exotic let's say a psychodo for um you know 250 dollars a black buck doe for uh, $275, let's say these days, $450 is the cheapest you can get by. And it's because there's been so many people enter the market and the live sale part of exotics that have driven the cost up. And that certainly put more value on the animal's lives, but it certainly restricted some people's budget from hunting, you know, more than they, they, they'd really less than what they'd really like to, because they're, they're not able to hunt more animals for less cost. Um, so that, that is what it is, but, um, I'm really, really a big fan of, um, of all the, all the different opportunities we have here. So if you have not gone out to book a trip for an exotic here in, uh, in the off season, uh, especially after turkey season, if you're out there chasing birds, uh, I definitely recommend you go to a website like dbhunting.com. I'm getting ready to rebuild this website, uh, cause I do their website work for them. Um, or, uh, if you go visit, um, you know, a lot of the other different, um, the ranges that are out there, Joshua Creek with the free ranging axis and, um, and other opportunities that they have out there. 
Um, you know, there's all kinds of different opportunities that you have out there to harvest uh, wild game. And I highly recommend that you get out there and check that out because there's so many different things that you can get out there and make great memories with your family, make good memories with your friend, even if it's just going out for a simple hog hunt. I mean, there's so many wonderful things that we can do in the outdoors and uh, that are just that are just phenomenal things. Right now on special, just for an example, just to give you, and I'm not necessarily plugging DB Hunting Ranch being the one place you need to go, but we have... Um, uh, discount on $950, your choice of a management black buck antelope hunt that's got a broken horn or a management axis deer hunt, which has a, or axis buck hunt, I should say, that has a broken horn on one side. Um, yak hunts, we just are getting out of that business, but that's something that we're into. And, um, that's $1,250 for a yak hunt. Uh, Watutsi, $1,650, uh, big black buck antelopes, $1,850. Um, and then, you know, that's pretty much all that we have on special right now. But I just kind of thought it was interesting to bring up to you. Uh, look for specials like this. Look for opportunities to pounce on a deal, you know, out there. Texas Hunting Forum is one of the places that I check out for hunting, just like I do TexasFishingForum.com for um, finding, uh, you know, fishing deals and fishing spots and guides to go with and those kind of things. Great resources, great places to get your questions answered. You can always ask me a question about an exotic or hunting opportunity we have in Texas. If I don't know the answer, by goodness, I've got a whole magazine staff that can help me. Uh, with that answer and uh, my email is uh, my first name and last name at gmail.com or dustin.warnke w-a-r-n-c-k-e at gmail.com you can email me there um, you can also uh, email me through my website at dustinsprojects.com and check out what i'm up to over there um, also you can email us directly through fishgame.com, which is the Texas fishing game website. We have all kinds of fun stuff going on there and, um, just thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. If you have not told a friend about this show, please do so. If you have not, um, subscribed to this podcast on Stitcher radio or iTunes or wherever you found this show, uh, or even through the Podbean app. Podbean's got a great podcasting app for all the different Podbean-based shows where this podcast is hosted. Uh, you can certainly do that. It's free. It's never going to cost you anything to, to subscribe to this podcast. I'll always have something for, of value for you every other week. And I'd like to, at one point, start making this show out weekly, but I've just got such a busy schedule, it's hard to get a show out every week. But um, doing it every other week is certainly working out well, and I hope you're enjoying it. I'd love to see your comments. If you wouldn't mind giving us a five-star rating on iTunes or wherever you found the show, please rate the podcast. Give us a comment on our Podbean page, and that is thebestoftheoutdoors.podbean.com. And I really appreciate you watching, reading, and listening. Check out the newsletters if you haven't yet. So on Tuesday, we have Tactical Tuesday. On Wednesday, we have Wildlife Wednesday. And on Thursday is our big email, which goes out to tens of thousands of people. And that is called the State of the Texas Outdoor Nation email. And it is huge. It's like getting a mini magazine in in an email format. And it's kind of our way to continue to extend to you great coverage of the outdoors 
uh, over the internet. And that's what we want to try to show people is sending out a, a mini magazine three times a week so you can go read some stories and read some relevant content that you won't catch in the magazine that's, that's fresh and that's new and that's cool and that's awesome and relevant. And, and that's what it's all about these days is being relevant in the world. So um, definitely check those out. Subscribe to the show. Also, check out our Facebook page, Texas Fish and Game, using the ampersand symbol in the middle of Fish and Game. And check out our Facebook content because we've always got uh, links to stuff that's on the website. We have a, a couple of sponsor things that are happening. In fact, at the end of this week, I've got a uh, promo code for Skullhooker, which is one of the sponsors of this podcast, that goes live at um, is a 10% off coupon that ends at the weekend uh, right after this podcast is released. So you'll need to take advantage of that sooner than versus later, but uh, definitely a good thing to check out on the Facebook page. That's Texas Fishing Game uh, on the Facebook page. You can also link to that from the website of uh, Texas Fishing Game's website, which is fishgame.com. So thank you again for joining the voice of the Texas Outdoor Nation, the Texas Fishing Game Podcast, the best of the outdoors, and have an awesome day in the outdoors. Mm-hmm.